Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Cronkite News says that the Arizona Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, in partnership with a nonprofit health organization called Taros, is opening a new health center. The health center, soon to be located in north central Phoenix, Arizona, will give the blind and visually impaired access to primary care, mental health treatment, and substance abuse care. Joining us to talk about the health center, our Arizona Center for the Blind Executive Director, Steve Tepper, and Taro's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Vanessa Campion. Hello, Steve and Dr. Campion. Hi, Brian. Thank Hi, you so much for having us. Glad you both are here. Tell us about yourselves. Um, yeah, so thank you, Brian, for having us on your show to talk about the new health center. Um, I am Dr. Vanna Campion, the Chief Medical Officer at Taro's Health. Um, I'm a primary care physician by training and have a passion for integrated health medical care, as well as providing high quality health care to underserved communities. So, Steve, what does the Arizona Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired do? So we serve adults who lose their vision through accident or illness, um, help them gain independence and return to work. And we are the only agency of our type in the state of Arizona that does that same work for people living with combined vision and hearing loss, up to and including those who are deafblind. Wonderful. So how did the Arizona Center and Taros decide to join forces and build this new health center here in uh, Phoenix? So about 18 months ago, Brian, um, we looked at, for the first time in our 76-year history of being property owners, 
We'd always been renters. We had an amazing arrangement with our local Lions Club who owned the property that, that we were on. Um, and with some help from them and the local community, we purchased that entire property, six buildings mm-hmm. on close to four acres. And the goal of it was to really create a haven for people who are blind or visually impaired where there would be one-stop shopping, right? I think, Brian, it will come as no surprise to you or your listeners that transportation is an enormous issue for our population. Being able to get from one place to another reliably, not having to wait, being on time, all those other issues. And so by purchasing this campus and bringing as many services as we could here, we knew that we would take that transportation issue off the table. Um, and that was really our goal. Teros has been an amazing partner of ours in helping us achieve that mission. And I'm proud to say that, you know, we have turned the building over to them. The health center is open. Um, and we are beginning to really realize, you know, that ultimate, that ultimate goal of how do we make lives for our clients, the people who are living with blindness, visual impairment, combined vision and hearing loss easier so that they have the lowest barrier access and can achieve to their full potential. So not only do they need to be transported to get health care, but they also got to have it at low cost. They got to save money. So with the new health center, Steve, what sort of health care is the population going to have access to? So actually, Brian, that's a, a great question, but I'm going to ask Dr. Campion to step in as, you know, my uh, all my medical ex- school experience ended when ER went off the air. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. So um, so the Roosevelt Health Center is a federally qualified health care center, um, which means that we take all different types of insurance um, access. Um, so the Arizona Medicaid insurance payers. And then we also offer a very low discounted self-pay and um, sliding scale fee for patients who don't qualify for health insurance. Um, and at the new health center, we're going to be providing integrated an integrated healthcare environment. So patients can receive mental health services. They can get counseling They can see a psychiatrist. They can get primary care services. Um, And then for any clients who or anybody in the neighborhood who might be experiencing issues with substance abuse, we can also support them in that as well. So a wider wider array of services um, for, you know, low cost to be able to reach everybody. Let's get into these services a little more, Dr. Campion. Talk about some of the substance abuse services that the new center is going to offer. Yeah, so um, so we offer a wider wide array of substance abuse services. We have um, out, outpatient treatment um, counseling groups, so intensive outpatient programs. We offer counseling services. We at Taros Health also provide um, medication for treatment of opioid use disorder. Um, and then we have a coexisting day treatment program called Ladders, um, where people who have a serious mental illness as well as or a mental illness as well as um, substance use disorder can come. And they can spend the day in immersed in services with a supportive network of people um, to be able to provide care for them and help get them th- what they need. How about primary care? Yeah, so our primary care services um, support 
multiple different areas of the patient's life. So immediate needs, such as treating a minor injury, um, a sickness, right? So colds, viral illnesses, pneumonia, those kinds of things. Um, we can also provide support to patients with chronic illnesses who need ongoing attention, things like high blood pressure, diabetes, um, heart heart disease prevention. And then we provide preventative care, um, such as, you know, annual wellness visits, vaccinations, um, to help patients be able to take a wellness approach to their physical care as well. Okay, great. But the new center, so the new center is going to focus on the whole patient. Yes. Yes. Our integrated care model supports not only the mental health and physical health of the patient, but also we're really trying to wrap around the patients and help support for, you know, any of the um, social aspects of their life that might be able, that might be interfering with their health. So assist patients with things such as housing, employment, transportation, um, food insecurities, those kinds of things as well. How do you help them with food insecurities? I'm sure this must mean providing more nutritious food in the home. Yeah, so um, we plan to partner with other organizations to be able to offer things like food boxes for people who are unable to pay for food. We also have case managers who can help people um, you know, sign up for programs, food assistance programs that maybe they have difficulty signing up with on their own, or they just don't know what's available out there in the community to help support them. And so we can assist with those things as well. Are you also offering any x-ray or radiology services? So no, so we're, it's a little bit smaller center than we would need to be able to do that. Um, I would Love that, but that's not my area of expertise. We do offer laboratory services, so you can get your blood work done here on the same day. And then we're going to be able to offer pharmacy pickup services, so we can order your prescriptions. And then our pharmacy at our McDowell clinic location, which is very close to here, can actually drop those prescriptions off here at the Roosevelt Hall Center, so you can pick those up same day. So, uh, Dr. Campion, how would our listeners be able to get to the new center? Yeah, so the new center is conveniently located off of the 202 near the intersection of Roosevelt Avenue and North 32nd Street. We're right next to Arizona Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, patients can set up an appointment through our website, taroshealth.org, or they can call our phone number 602-685-6000 to make an appointment. That's so right in downtown Phoenix. Yes, it is. Um what about if there's a medical emergency? Can our yeah, so, come to your place for care? Yeah, so no, unfortunately, Brian, as an outpatient clinic, we're not really equipped to handle medical emergencies. So if someone has experienced a medical emergency, I would still encourage our listener, your listeners to call 911 or to go to their local emergency room um, for, for care at that point. Um, our goal as an outpatient clinic is really to help try to prevent medical emergencies as much as possible um, by focusing on your preventative care and managing your chronic illnesses um, but when you need a higher level of care, unfortunately, you still need to go to the ER. So. Steve, just to clarify, has the bill, is the building complete and has it opened for business? Yes, the building is complete and open for business. Although, you know, having been around for quite a while, no building is ever complete, Brian. There's always things that are going on. Um, <laughs> but yes, the building is complete. It's open for business. 
It is a mere 50 yards um, down the way from ACBVI, so all of our clients have the ability to walk over. It is on not one, but two public bus lines. Um, it is readily accessible. And in this neighborhood where health equity is such an issue, for our clientele where health equity is such an issue, to have a, a facility like this on our campus available with people who are trained and ready to work with our population um, it's it's maybe not unheard of nationally, but we haven't been able to find examples of it that work the way that this works. And we're really excited about the not only the possibility of what this can can do for this neighborhood, but realistically speaking, Brian, what can a center like this do when your health is taken care of to help you gain even more independence, to help you achieve that that best and highest job and achieve all those things that you want to achieve? Um, you can't do those if your health isn't there. And this facility allows for that possibility for all of our clients. Um, are you also going to be hiring doctors who are blind or visually impaired? Has there ever there are there any other doctors out there that are blind or visually impaired? I do not know the answer to that, Brian, um, actually. So currently the primary care provider that we have hired for this location um, does have experience with growing up in an underserved community um, and understanding that some of the needs. Um, she is not, she does not experience visual impairment or, or blindness. However, um, I would, there is someone who is interested in applying out there um, and providing services, we would definitely be very interested in having them on our team. So, Okay. Say I did live in the Phoenix area, and I came to your office and needed care. How would that work? What's the process? Well, we try to make it as easy as possible. And so um, right now, if you came to the Phoenix area, if you were next door at ACBVI and you needed care, um, all that we would need to do is you could walk over here. Someone from ACBVI could accompany you or give or call. Um, you could walk over here, come through the front door and schedule an appointment at our front desk. Um, you could also call our phone line to make a phone call or to make an appointment. If you wanted to do that, you could, we are opening up patient self-scheduling through our website as well um, in the next three days. And so you should be able, you could also go to our website if you don't want to talk to someone on the phone um, and be able to schedule your appointment there also. But we accept people however they come. But wait, what, what about when you're in the office? Yeah, so when you're when you're in the office, you just come in. Um, <laughs> like, um, just I mean, when we'll I like say a guide, or you know, it, it, when the when the doctor's checking me out, would the doctor like explain what they're doing? Yes, absolutely. So that is definitely something that um, we have learned quite a bit throughout this project from ACBVI. Um, is that in the healthcare community, we really kind of miss the mark on accessibility a lot of times. Um, and for, for clients who are ex experiencing vision loss and, and blindness, we have a lot to learn. So whenever you come into our clinic, you'll be immediately greeted by someone who will let you know where you are, what we're doing. Um, if you need a sighted guide, we are happy to provide that for you. Um, I, 
my goal is to really meet the needs of the individual patient. So whatever that need might be. Um, when you come to see our, you know, when our medical assistant sits you down to take your blood pressure, um, they will explain everything that is happening what they're doing, why they are doing it, um, when they move you to it, when they ask you to transfer to a new room, they'll explain why you're in that room, what that room is used for. And then our providers um, will be trained in what what I like to call trauma-informed care. Um, so they know that they need to be explaining um, to our clients everything that they're doing, right? Um, I'm going to listen to your heart. I'm going to put a stethoscope on your chest. I'm going to ask you to sit here. Would you like me to help you get to this next, to this up on this table, right? Um, and be able to provide, you know, just audio descriptions, I guess, of, of what is going on in the, in the exam room and what's happening around the client so that they're aware of of where they are and, and, you know, who's there and what's happening. So, Are there any additional blind service providers around the country that do provide the same sort of medical care to clients? Or are you guys the first one? Oh, I believe we are the first one, um, or at least as far as my Google searches have gone. And, and Brian, <laughs> you know, this partnership, we've taken it a step beyond just having a facility. Each person, when they come into our care, is given an assessment. And as part of that assessment, we have a provider from Taros Health. Um, we have an orientation and adjustment to disability specialist. We have all these people sitting around the table so that we can meet the client exactly where they are, find out all the different areas where they might need support, intervention, additional services. And then that team stays with the client from the time that they're assessed all the way through to their graduation. And that, to the best of my knowledge, is the first of its kind care in the country for adults who are blind or visually impaired in terms of their independence and vocational rehabilitation. And I have to believe we're in the early stages, uh, but I have to believe that that will make a profound impact on the success of our clients. They don't have to have any referrals to come to your center. They can just walk in. Yes. They can just walk in, but the overwhelming majority, if you're looking for vocational rehabilitation, the overwhelming majority comes through, you know, the state and the Rehabilitation Services Administration. Right. Because that's those are the providers who get referred to the blind services agencies like yours. If they need Correct. Typically, you would go to the state, as adults. Um, you would qualify for services. And then in our state, it's it's client choice. They have the ability to choose where they want to go. Um, all three centers that provide these services in our state are outstanding. We each do it a little differently with a little different modality. Um, and if you choose ours, this whole person-centered approach um, is one of the cornerstones that that makes us a little unique and a little different. Um, could you provide some testimonials from patients, perhaps, that you've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, I think our, our partnership with Taros has um, been around longer than um, the building idea has been, right? So in the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody wanted a vaccine before that was controversial, um, our people couldn't get to a vaccine. Our vaccines were held outdoors at clinics where you had to drive through. Our people don't drive. Um, the ride services they use wouldn't drive through the vaccine clinic. They would drop you off and pick you up, and they wouldn't take you if you weren't in a car. So our people were locked out of vaccines for that reason. And additionally, 
the website to register for vaccines was not accessible. It wasn't screen reader friendly and it would get hung up. So without somebody cited helping you register, you couldn't get a vaccine. And even if you could, you couldn't make it through the line because you weren't driving unless you had a friend. We worked with Teros to bring them in and do a vaccine clinic specifically for those who are blind or visually impaired in our facility. It was a, it was a really amazing experience. And what Dr. Campion was talking about in terms of accessibility, they were acting as sighted guides to get them into the vaccine location and get them seated. And then they would put alcohol on them and stick a needle in their arm, right? Because if you're sighted, that's a very common sequence. But for people who aren't sighted, that was all a mystery. And very quickly, it went from these amazing sighted guided experiences to sighted guided care, where they're explaining what they're doing next and that they're drawing the liquid into the needle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that changed the nature of how that care was offered for us, for Taros, for our clients. And I think that's a real living example of how this relationship has really benefited more than just either agency. Really, it's benefited the population we serve. And the shots don't hurt. We promise. <laughs> we have a board member. Not for long. <laughs> We, we have a board member who made the cover of, of the Arizona Republic, our, our local newspaper. Oh, and yeah. uh, he looked like he was getting run over by a truck. But for most people, no, they do not hurt. <laughs> so is there anything else you both would like to add? I think that when all of us have the same opportunity to care, we all do better. And that when one segment of the population or one group of the population doesn't have access to care, we all fail. And the only way that we can truly achieve and get to the highest and best version of ourselves is if we have others who are surrounding us and working with us on all the areas that we need help for. That goes independent of abilities. And this partnership is really centered on making sure that we all have equal access and that we all have the best opportunity to succeed independent of abilities. Stephen, Dr. Campion, thanks to you both for coming on the show today. We are excited to hear that the new center is going to help keep the blind and visually impaired healthy. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having us, Brian. You're very welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.